to episode 18 of Great Lakes Football Talk. Today we're going to go over the AFC East and continuing our divisional previews. Uh, and be- before we get into that, we got some news and notes. Uh, more news and notes are coming out right now with training camp being in full force. One of the bigger ones is AJ Green is out six to eight weeks with torn ligaments in his left knee or left ankle. I'm sorry, he suffered that in practice last week. had uh, had a scan over the weekend, and it's looking like he's going to be going into the season. Uh, a little on the unhealthy side and possibly miss a couple of weeks. Um, I know he's been, he's a little, I wouldn't say high on any of our rankings boards right now. We're not doing wide receivers today, but he is, he's definitely a guy that people have been targeting at the two, three turn. I know that even if he falls into the third, people are grabbing him. So it's definitely a huge blow, especially with redraft season right around the corner. Uh, once we get into our wide receivers a little bit more, we'll talk about it. But any any initial thoughts on that? And and does it boost Boyd? Does it boost Mixon? Anything like that, Adam? Uh, I mean, Boyd it does. And then maybe whoever wins that number two job, at least for the first week or two. I don't know about Mixon. Um, he lost two big pieces of his offensive line already. One to retirement and one to uh, injury. So I mean, I'm not a fan of mixing really anymore. I mean, it's it sucks for AJ because he he missed what I think seven games last season. He's 31 now. Uh, it you know injuries get harder to overcome the older you get. So I wonder if this might be somewhat of a unfortunate decline for him. I mean, if he can't stay healthy because even when he is playing 16, 16 games, it seems like he always has some type of nagging injury. He's always on the injury report. So. For me, it's probably someone I'm going to stay away from unless I can get him somehow in, like, the fifth round. And this is what they would call a contract year for him, too. Final year of his contract, and they just paid Boyd uh, some big bucks there. So who knows if this is the last week in the orange or black stripes. Eric, any thoughts on him? Um, yeah, he's – I'm with Adam on, on the price. I, I actually wouldn't mind. I think you might be able to get a steal on him if he falls into the fifth round. Those are the kind of guys I like to – I mean, if he only misses two weeks and he comes back and he plays 14 games, that's a steal no matter what in the fifth round. But I don't think he'll fall that far. Maybe he gets a few more targets, but I think they'll be maybe less meaningful. I <clears throat> I think he plays just as well, if not better, with A.J. on the field. I don't think he's a true number one. Um, I don't know who the next wide receiver to step up would be. John Ross is hurt again. So I don't, you know, I don't know if that guy's ever going to play any football. And Joe Mixon, I love Joe Mixon. I I don't think it helps him, but he's probably only going to be a couple games right as of now. So let's take it at that. Yeah, hopefully this is the his only one this year, and he gives you a solid fourteen weeks. Uh, continuing with wide receivers, the New York Giants are running into a string of bad luck. They're going down like flies. Corey Coleman is out for the year with a torn ACL. I don't think he was on anybody's draft boards, but definitely somebody that if somebody else were to go down, maybe you'd look at him, and now nobody's looking at him. Golden Tate is facing a four-game suspension for PEDs, and Sterling Shepard fractured his thumb. He was the first one to go down. Uh, He's eyeing a week one return. He's supposedly their number one receiver there um, outside of Evan Ingram and obviously Saquon Barkley, but definitely a huge blow for a team that is not going to have a lot of bright spots this year. Uh, any, Any thoughts on them, Eric? I think it helps the. I think it helps Evan Ingram more than anything. Uh, there was a few, a couple of years ago when all the wide receivers for the Giants went down. Uh, Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, and their third. And I, Evan Ingram was great in those games. Evan Ingram's been great over the last couple of years. Anytime Odell Beckham's been out, which is one of the reasons I was high on him this year. Anyway, I'm going to move him into my number four tight end spot behind the big three. Um, 
I don't think it helps Barkley much. I think he'll face more loaded boxes, but the talent I think will shine out just like it did last year, and I'm not going to move him down. I have him at two. I'm just going to leave him there. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that Ingram and Barkley, even even if these receivers are healthy, Ingram and Barkley are probably the only two sure things that you want um, from the Giants this year in fantasy. Adam, any any thoughts on the receivers? Uh, I mean, it's it's a mess. I mean, other than Barkley, I mean, you really don't want to touch anybody right now other than Ingram and uh, Shepard when he does come he- or become healthy. But, I mean, even if he's, he's healthy, I mean, you have – for the first four weeks, you're just going to have him and Ingram. I mean, you, you got to figure they're probably going to go zero and four in real in real life. Uh, man, I'm somewhat worried about Barkley though. I mean, losing all your weapons and it's already clear, even if everybody's healthy, that you're the main guy and the focal point on that offense. So of course, the defense's main goal is to stop him. I mean, if there's no one to help him, I mean, is Barkley going to even have the room to do anything? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where. We're going to be doing our running backs uh, updated rankings podcast after this podcast, kind of give everybody a two for this week. So keep a lookout for that. So we'll get into more Barkley after that. A um, couple more news and notes here. I mean, there's just things coming in. I got the NFL network on now and just things coming in on the tickers. So we won't get into everything. Um, one of the ones that happened, uh, I think it was last week, Riddick. Theo Riddick was cut from the Lions. Uh, he's possibly signing with the Broncos pending a physical and that definitely puts a damper into the running backs there with Phil Lindsay and uh, Royce Freeman. They're most likely looking to split or even maybe do like a 60-40 there. But now Theo Riddick, if he does end up signing there, that's going to kind of just throw everything off. Um, Riddick, I know, obviously he was with the Lions. Adam, anything you want to say about him? Or, or what would the Broncos be getting uh, if they do end up signing him? Honestly, they're getting a wide receiver. I mean, I've been wishing that the Detroit, you know – I wanted them to cut Theo just for some reason is I've told you guys in the chat and even as, you know, Eric and um, J.O., they all said the biggest worry about getting carry on is Theo because he can take the catches. But, man, I was I was hoping they would just move him out to receiver. I mean, he can play slot. Um, they have moved him to receiver during games, but I want it to be a full-time thing. I'm, if he ends up making the Broncos, I mean, you got you got a guy that you can put it in the flex at the, P, you know, for PPR. I mean, Flacco throwing the ball. Um he's good for probably 50 catches. Like he basically always is when he has healthy uh, seasons. So, I mean, I think they're going to get a guy that they can basically do anything they want with him. I mean, receiver in the backfield, because even though he doesn't seem like he, or isn't known for being a guy that can really run the ball or being like a focal point running back, he he averages over four yards of carry. So, I mean, he isn't horrible. Um, There's an injury, you know, in fantasy, definitely, definitely pick him up if you haven't already drafted him later. Or um, in the Broncos, man, they're just going to get a guy that can come in and move the chains. I mean, he's he's a guy that's kind of like a, a Golden Tate light version. It's I'm sad to see him go. Um, I got to meet him before, so that's pretty cool. But he, he's going to make a roster this year. If it's not with the Broncos, um, it, he's definitely going to make a team. I mean, I'm not worried about that at all. And, again, we're going to be doing our – running back rankings so we'll get more into what he means to I mean obviously he's not on a team as of right now but what he means to the Broncos if he does sign with them with what that does for Lindsey and Freeman uh, 
finally all teams are in full force at training camp. Everybody's going on. A uh, couple just – we won't talk about them, but some injuries that just came across that I noticed. Jamison Crowder with the Jets, he left practice today. And earlier today, uh, Dante Moncrief with the Steelers. So we'll see what the extent of those are. Both players expecting to have bigger roles in the, with their new teams this year. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, one final thing that we want to get into, me and Eric have a bet going on that uh, it's basically just a record bet. Um, the Bron- or not the Broncos, the Browns versus the Ravens. I got the Browns, he's got the Ravens. Whoever has the lower record of the two has to sing for you guys on the podcast. So that's still a whole season away. We got to get through this NFL season, uh, but definitely something to look out for. Um, and we all know it's going to be me. That's me. That's me rough. That's <laughs> me rough hearing Eric sing. Yeah, no, it's gonna. It's gonna. I'm probably gonna have to mute that. I happen to be an amazing singer. <laughs> All right. Getting into today's podcast, um, we're talking about the AFC East. Probably going to be a short one because there's really not too many fantasy options here in the East. But um, let's start off with the New England Patriots, the team that everybody loves to hate. Uh, they're five-round ADP. They got a couple players there. Julian Edelman is going in the fourth round at 403. James White and Sony Michelle, both the running backs, are going in the fifth round. White's going at 502. Michelle's going at 506. Uh, so definitely some good options there. Eric, we'll start with you. Um, break down the Patriots for us. Um, I like I like Edelman where he's going. I'm I'm all in on him and PPR and non-PPR. I might I might want to wait a little longer than 403 to pick him up, but. I mean, he is the the guy for Tom Brady. He's going to catch a bunch of balls, and I think his touchdowns will go up a little from last year, and uh, I'm perfectly happy with him as my wide receiver too. James White's going in the fifth round, and, in, in that, and he's going as the 20th off the board, which to me is stealing. I don't, I don't see any situation where he doesn't finish inside the top 20, I, and I'd be surprised if he finished outside the top 15. He was uh, RB seven in PPR scoring last year. I don't. I think that's that was a little bit of a. He had more touchdowns than I think he's going to get this year. But I can still see him flirting with that 75, 80 receptions like he got last year. And you know he's he's just as safe as you're going to get in a PPR league. Uh, Sony Michelle, I'm I'm just worried about the situation in general. I don't like that they took Damian Harris in the third round. Um, he's a little bit more of a complete back than Sony Michelle is, in my opinion. And uh, I just, you know, I, I'm probably not going to draft much of Sonny Michelle unless he falls a little further than 506. Uh, Nikhil Harry, I love as a dynasty option. I'm not picking him up on any teams this year. He's just going way too high for me. Um, I'm just not, I'm not interested. Tom Brady, you know, he's going way late as the 11th round, uh, in the 11th round. I'm not, I haven't picked him in any drafts, but I could easily see him uh performing better than that you know i could see him bouncing back and being a good fantasy option this year I, I i wouldn't bet on it but it's possible and then the one guy to <clears throat> kind of keep your eye out for is josh gordon and his whole situation if he ends up coming back and gets reinstated by the league he's going to be a guy that he's going to change all the rankings there and a guy you're definitely going to want to pick up yeah no doubt about that um josh gordon is Definitely a guy that he is – I could even see him going in like the 14th, 15th round in some redrafts this uh, this month coming up. And it's definitely worth the risk if he does end up coming back. He's playing with one of the best quarterbacks there. Maybe not fantasy-wise, but definitely the best quarterback that I've ever seen play. Um, but, I mean, 
he's definitely going to help out Tom Brady if he does if he does end up playing any amount of games this year. Ed, what are your thoughts on the Patriots? Yeah, basically pretty close to what Eric said. Edelman is basically a guaranteed thing. James White PPR is an absolute monster. Sony Michelle, the the whole past knee injuries thing does worry me. No matter who it is, especially running backs because they already have a short lifespan in the league as it is. And then the whole thing with them getting um, Damian Harris. I, I love Harris. I mean, he was an absolute monster at Alabama. I uh, I actually had like a borderline first round grade on him. I think he's going to come in there and I th- he's going to get himself a role. I don't know if it's big, big enough right away for fantasy purposes, but I can definitely see him somewhere down the line this season being uh, worth a roster spot and potentially playing him, especially I think when we get toward the later bye weeks. Nikhil Harry – he is going early for being a rookie wide receiver. But I, I think in one or two leagues, I'm going to have to take a chance on him just because I think he can definitely pay off. I'm Here he is, basically a target that is just going to thrive underneath Brady and Belichick. He has phenomenal hands, a great route runner. Um, I don't see any reason why he should not be successful from week one. And then um, Philip Dorsett, I mean, eh. I, after I think Edelman and, and Nikhil Harry, I don't think I touch any other receivers. Ben Watson, uh, I'm going to probably pick him up off the waivers week three just so I can see if I can snag him on a team because as long as Gronk's not there, I think Watson's going to put up um, at least borderline tight end two numbers just because Tom Brady's a quarterback. And like Eric said, Brady's going in the 11th round. I would definitely take him. I mean, I think people are drafting him late because they're just hoping eventually he starts failing so other teams can be – you know, win more, but uh, I, I would probably take Brady in the league just because he can still post up very good stats week in and week out. I think he's going that late because a lot of there's a lot of really good fantasy relevant quarterbacks out there. But definitely, Tom Brady in the eleventh round. If you're sitting there in the eleventh round and you don't have your quarterback yet, definitely that's a steal there. Uh, you guys pretty much touched on a lot of the stuff that I agree with. Julian Edelman, I'd be 100% happy with my wide receiver too pick an early to mid fourth round if I already have two solid running backs and, and one of the stud receivers I'll definitely take Julian Edelman and be happy with that starting four that I got there um, as far as other fantasy rookies that might be relevant uh, only one that I could think of that could be relevant right away that's Chase Winovich and IDP leagues um, defensive end and then I mean we don't know who the heir to Tom Brady is but they they did draft a guy this year Jared Stidham and uh don't know i mean he's obviously he's not going to see the field at all this year he might not even see it in blowout games he might not even be dressed for a lot of the games so um but definitely i mean in in dynasty leagues or or anything like that you, you don't have to draft him but it's just a name to throw out there as far as rounding out the rest of the roster uh, a guy that we did not mention was matt lacoste a, a guy that's going to be filling in those first four games that ben watson is out for suspension um Tom Brady does love his tight ends. See what happens there. He's he's somebody that maybe I wouldn't draft him, but definitely somebody that I'll be looking at at the uh, after after the draft and before Week One starts. Um, get him in there on one of my rosters there, and then Stephen Goskowski, their kicker. Kickers are people too, Eric, but uh, he's uh, definitely one of the better ones in the league. <laughs> Going into the next team here, we'll go up to um, a team that made a lot of moves this offseason. That's the New York Jets. Uh, they landed one of the top. Top free agents, uh, top free agent running backs this year, Le'Veon Bell. He's their only player that, that's going in the first five rounds. Uh, he's going in the first round around 1-8. Uh, Other than that, they uh, 
got a pretty decent offensive roster, some some more dynasty players, some boomer bust players, best ball players, you'd probably say. Uh, but we'll start with you on this one, Adam. Yeah, Sam Darnold, I think he can be a sleeper this year. He was inconsistent his rookie year, but really what quarterbacks aren't their first year other than, you know, Baker and a select few others. Le'Veon Bell, a whole year off, he's already talking about giving him 500 touches. I don't see him getting that many, but he is going to be used a lot. He's going to have 280, and the wide receivers aren't – they're not sexy. But, you know, I mean, you got um, Crowder. I mean, it's, you know, Robbie Anderson, who, who I guess – He's probably their best bet, and I still don't love him just because Darnold's a quarterback situation. Uh, if Darnold performs well, then, yeah, I can see rostering one of these wide receivers. If not, I mean, it, it all goes with Darnold. Darnold, I was there for his very first play where he threw uh, a pick six to start his career, and then he ended up beating the Lions. I mean, very, very up and down, and that's, you know, uh, that's probably all I would take for for them. I mean, the rookies, it's all basically def- the defensemen. Uh, on the defense side of the ball, I mean, excuse me, I, it's, I don't, I don't like them. Uh, their draft was bad. Uh, Kareem Williams, I think, could be fairly good in dynasty leagues for uh, dynasty and IDP leagues. He's, I think, he's gonna be a monster. I mean, he could have really, honestly, I think he should have went before Kyler Murray. Uh, and outside of that, I mean, we're looking at even though with with Bell and Darnold hoping to advance. I mean, I don't. I don't see it in real life or fantasy a whole lot of uh, Eric. What do you got about the Jets? Good looks for the Jets this year. Um, <clears throat> Le'Veon Bell, he's interesting to me. I I worry about the offense, and you know Adam Gase. He just he's a slow plotting uh, play caller. It's you know it's never a, it's a grind with him, and so I worry about you know his overall. If they don't get first downs, you know that as Adam said, their offense in in general is kind of a who knows? It really all depends on Sam Donald. I do like Sam Donald. He came on at the end of last year, and I think he has potential. I think he is a. I think he is a good quarterback, but um, I, I just don't like Adam Gase, and I don't like the offense. So that's where I, I see the limitations in Sam Donald, Donald taking the step forward in order to really progress this offense to make Le'Veon Bell worth the the capital that he's going for right now. I, I don't end up with Bell at any of my mock drafts because he's like number nine or 10 for me and he's always going in the first round and I'm just not going to take him there. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I do love. So when Sam Darnold came on at the end of last year, Robbie Anderson flourished and you know, I'm getting, you get him in the seventh round and at that price, if Robbie Anderson is a true number one and Sam Darnold does step up, then you're stealing at that point in the draft to get him. He's a guy you just won't end up taking out of your lineup. It's a chance. You know, it, it all kind of revolves around this, you know, what, what's going to go on with Adam Gase and Sam Darnold. I like Quincy Enuma, especially if Jamison Crowder is out. Uh, I was kind of in on Enuma a little bit anyway as a late sleeper, but if Crowder's out for any significant amount of time, I think Enuma is really going to boost up in my rankings. And, uh, you know, Adam really hit on all the rookie uh, defensive guys. And I, Chandler Cantonzaro, I'm not going to talk about kickers, but their defense is good if you want to pick them up. Yeah, defense definitely is uh, <laughs> definitely one of their bright spots. Uh, just to go off of what you guys said, Le'Veon Bell, he is he's their number one, um, basically fantasy option on this team. 
offensively and defensively. He's he's the number one guy. He he basically has to fall to the right spot for me to get him. Um, obviously, I'm not taking him in the top five. And then after the top five, if if I'm picking at six or seven, and those top five running backs are gone, then I'm probably going to just start with the wide receivers, go there. So I would kind of need. The stud receivers to be gone. I would kind of need the top five running backs to be gone before I even look at Bell. He's kind of in that Mixon, Chubb, Connor area for me. But then even then, if the other three are staring at me on the board, I might just go with one of them just because I don't like this offense at all. Um, Sam Darnold, you guys pretty much touched on it, but he is he could be he could break out. He could be a, a good quarterback, but there's just so much, um, so many other fantasy relevant quarterbacks so if you're in a one quarterback league there's really no reason to there's really no reason to grab Sam Darnold um he just leave him leave him on the waiver wire and if he starts to come on put in a claim for him but you don't need to draft him when there's you could get 12 other guys that are that are going to be better than him this year in, in this far as fantasy goes uh, I do like Robbie Anderson as well the other guys not so much more waiver wire and best ball pickups and then um position that we haven't touched on Chris Herndon he's also suspended for four games but um I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go any anywhere past that um I'd just let him sit for four games and then maybe pick him up if I if I'm streaming tight ends or something like that uh other IDP guys that I don't think Adam mentioned uh Ja'Kai Polite there's linebacker and then Blake Cashman another linebacker these are deeper big bench IDP leagues but just just a couple of players names to throw out there and now we're going to talk about the Dolphins, another team that really isn't really isn't heavy fantasy wise. A couple of good players there. Uh, their only player that's getting taken in the first five rounds right now is Kenyon Drake. Their running back, he's going at five oh three. Other than that, they got nobody really worth mentioning in the first five rounds. Uh, but you could definitely find some some late round studs here and, and some guys that could uh, definitely help your team. And, and we'll start with you, Adam, again. Yeah. Uh, I love the wide receivers as late round sleepers just because it seems like Ryan Fitzpatrick is at least going to start the season as the quarterback one over there. And we all seen it, even though Fitzpatrick isn't a guy that's going to lead your team to a Super Bowl or even necessarily to a winning record. He he can make plays. He can make guys better. Um, He doesn't do it to the extent of Tom Brady, but he does it where guys that are mediocre actually look good. Um, he's done it numerous times for numerous players. And one of my main guys I'm going to target later on in drafts is Devontae Parker. I think Parker, you know, we, he's been a sleeper, I think, for the last couple seasons. By You know, with a guy like Fitzpatrick, who I think is the best quarterback they've had on that roster in probably the last several years. And I know it's not saying much, but I, I, I do believe he is. I think he's going to really click with Devontae Parker, and I think there's going to be some big plays. Same with Kenny Still, uh, Kenny Stills. I think Stills is going to be – a guy that you can flex or at least play on the bye. Uh, Ryan, Fet- uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick himself, I probably wouldn't take him unless I needed a bye week quarterback or my backup quarterback or my main quarterback got hurt. And then the rookies is somewhat tricky, but I do like both of them in Kenyon Drake and uh, Kalen Balaj. Drake is going too early for me now that Balaj is taking first team reps and he's showing out in camp. If I could um, – I would probably have to get both of these guys on my team, though, in order to take the other one. For some reason, is it would it's going to be a committee, and it's going to be a thing where you're going to have to own both backs in case one goes down or they just end up flip flopping work. Because I think we're going to go into a season where one week Drake's going to lead the the team in touches, and then the following week some people Balaj. 
And then on top of that, they have incoming rookie Miles Gaskins, who was a seventh round pick, but he, he was actually a phenomenal college player. I mean, he, he was over at Washington and he was just, he had like, I think he was at three or four straight 1,000 yard seasons, which has never been done at that conference. I think people are going to sleep on him. Uh, if, if somehow he doesn't make this Dolphins roster, I do think he eventually makes a roster in camp. Uh, and I would look out for where he lands or if he doesn't make this team because they could have found one of them seventh round steals where he's going to pay off in real life and in fantasy for fans. So no one, he, he's not somebody I would grab in drafts, but he's someone I would definitely look at on the waiver wire, look in during training camp uh, and definitely the games. I mean, as a seventh round rookie, you would expect him to play quite a bit this uh, at least the first couple uh, weeks of the preseason. So if you see, if you know, if you see something big coming out of him, knowing how depleted this team is with star power, I would potentially look at, you know, uh, using a waiver wire pick about him early. Some great takes on Miles Gaskins. Definitely a name that I'm looking out for. I'm going to be watching some preseason ball on him to see where, if he could find himself a spot on this team. And because he's definitely a guy that I, that I could get my hands on. And uh, Eric, what are your thoughts on the Dolphins as, as a whole? Um, I actually pretty much agree with most of what Adam said. I, I also like uh, taking a stab at the receivers late in, in drafts. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick loves to air the ball out. He loves to throw it deep. And that's, you know, Kenny Stills is, you know, a lesser man's, you know, of, of uh, Deshaun Jackson, who while Ryan Fitzpatrick was starting last year, Deshaun Jackson was awesome. And Devontae Parker's that big, you know, big body guy. I'm kind of sick of the Devontae Parker hype. I mean, it's every year. It seems like we're talking about him this time of year. But that being said, he's a super talented, you know, big receiver that can that can go up and get it. And Ryan Fitzpatrick will throw it to him even if he's covered. So that's, you know, I, I, I also like taking shots at them late. I'm not buying into the Balazs hype quite as much with this first team rep saying Adam Gase. I mean, that's what he's going to do. He's going to, or I'm sorry, not Adam Gase. That was last year, but um, the Patriots who they got, they got the Patriots linebacker coach from last year. So he's going to bring over that, that, you know, running back mentality where they're going to, you know, use kind of a committee action thing. I think Drake is just a lot more talented than Balazs. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I've kind of been a Drake truther over the last couple of years thinking he hasn't gotten a shot, but that being said, I you know at five oh three, I'm I'm a little worried. I'd like to get him closer to the end of the fifth round, but I, you know I like Drake. I think he's the best running back there, and I think he's going to get his shot too. Um, there's really nobody else. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm probably not going to draft. I mean, it's just not a good idea. I, I think it's likely they see what they got in Rosen before the season's over, um, and yeah, yeah. That's it. Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely one of those. Uh, he's another one of those quarterbacks where you got you got other options. If you're in a single quarterback league, you really don't need to grab him. Um, he's going to put up numbers off. He's starting. He's. I mean, you're going to get frustrated with two, three, four interceptions, but you're also going to get three, four hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns. So definitely, definitely a guy to look out for. I I don't like any of these running backs. I think Kenny Drake is going a little bit too high. I'm not buying into the Balage hype either, but um, I just don't. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm really not interested in a running back on a team that's going to be playing from behind a lot, and that's going to be Miami. Um, I do like Parker. We we put in our sleepers on the page, and and he was one of my sleepers. And I think that it it kind of has to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick starting though. So if Ryan Fitzpatrick's out there. He's under center. 
Devontae Parker's definitely a guy that I'll, I'll be looking at late in drafts. Kenny Stills as well, but I do like Parker more there. Um, Albert Wilson, if you're in leagues where you get kick return yards and points and stuff like that, uh, he's another one to look out for. He's also a big – he's got some big playability. Uh, if they're out in three wide sets, definitely Fitzpatrick could get him the ball too. And then uh, Mike Gusecki, the second-year tight end, he's – I mean, he's just another another option out there for either if Rosen is on the field uh, as a safety blanket or Fitzpatrick just spreading the ball around. But uh, he's him or Albert Wilson really aren't going drafted as they shouldn't be, but definitely players on the waiver wire to keep your eye out for. And finally, we got the best team in the division, the uh, Buffalo Bills, your 2019-2020 Super Bowl champions. Um, they've made a lot of off-season moves this year. I, I'm excited. Um, I'm going to their going to their camp this Friday. Um, I've been keeping up with all the news and notes that's coming out of camp, um, just through my phone and, and through the different pages. And I mean, every year I go into the season saying that I'm excited about the Bills, but and every year I say the same thing that no, this year it feels different. I'm definitely excited about them, but it's. It's third year under Sean McDermott. He's putting the team together how he wants to put the team together. Um, do they have a lot of fantasy-relevant star power? Absolutely not. We're going to talk about that right now. But as as a whole, I'm, I'm excited about them. But they're five-round ADP. They have nobody. Uh, McCoy has definitely dropped a lot, dropped off a lot in, in the past couple of years, and he's not used to be a first-round pick, and now he's not even in the top five rounds, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he didn't. He had one of his worst seasons last year, and um, they did upgrade the line. They did improve the line, but they, they all got to play together, so we don't know how that line's going to be just yet. And they also went out and got Frank Gore. They went out and drafted Devin Singletary, so I'm really not trusting anybody as my as one of my running backs from this team. As far as pass catchers go, Zay Jones uh, was their number one receiver last year. Robert Foster kind of came on at the end of the year, and then they went out and grabbed John Brown and Cole Beasley. John Brown is making a lot of noise in camp. Um, he's, he seems to be one of Josh Allen's favorite targets in camp. But again, it's best ball leagues. Maybe I'll take a stab at a couple of them. But I'm, uh, in season long, I'm not. I'm just leaving them on the waiver wire. I'm not going to be touching any of them. The one guy that I do want out of everybody – would probably be Josh Allen. He's in the Ryan Fitzpatrick and Sam Darnold category where there are better quarterbacks out there, but he does bring that rushing ability, and that's definitely something that's definitely something to look out for there. Um, plus, with all the weapons that he does have, maybe the weapons aren't going to be too fantasy relevant, but um, just spreading the ball around, he's going to get his numbers. I don't trust any of the receivers or, or running backs, but as as the quarterback, he's spreading the ball around. I, I think he's going to have a pretty solid season fantasy and hopefully lead the Bills to the playoffs in, in real life too. So uh, we'll, we'll kick it over to you, Eric. What are your thoughts on, on the Bills? Um, well, there's not a whole lot to be excited about, but – That's false. Uh, LaShawn <laughs> well, McCoy, I mean in fantasy football, I, I might be excited for him in real football. They got a great defense. I think their their defense is worth picking up for sure. Um LaShawn McCoy is actually going in like the tenth or eleventh round, which I don't want LaShawn McCoy on my teams, but if I'm there and there's been times where I'm staring him down and I just take him. I mean, if he starts the season as the running back, he's gonna get his touches and you know, if he maybe he doesn't last the whole year. Who knows what the and it's and if you don't, if you know he isn't producing, you can just drop him. But I, I actually like him right around tenth or eleventh round. 
Uh, Devin Singletary, I guess, is shown out in camp. They're talking a lot about him. I like to get him late um, just as a, a shot in the dark. I like Josh Allen, too, more in two quarterback leagues. I think he's the perfect QB, too. Uh, he offers that rushing floor that you want in a, in a quarterback. Um, I, I actually really like John Brown. I, I, I was waiting to see if, you know, the camp, if it came out in camp that he was connecting with Josh Allen. And since I'm hearing that already, I like because Josh Allen's got a big booming arm. And if he can just chuck it up deep, John Brown can run underneath it. He's really good at that. And uh, I'm probably going to be grabbing some shares of John's Brown as long as his ADP doesn't get crazy before uh, the end of August. Adam, what are your thoughts on the on the Bills? And talk about the uh, talk about the rookies that really didn't get too much into. Well, I'll start right with them. Um, Singletary, I think, is the future of that uh, running back court. I don't know if he'll be the main guy, but I do think he'll have some type of role for the foreseeable future. Um, he he's an absolute crazy running back. I mean, it's hard to take him down. He can he fights for extra yardage. He's kind of a mixture between Frank Gore and LaShawn McCoy. And I know it's crazy to say because those are two completely different running backs. One's exclusive and one's just a, a workhorse ground and pound guy. But he, he possesses, uh, possesses both both qualities, and I think he's going to be huge. Dawson Knox, I think, is maybe even from this year is just going to take that tight end job and just do big things. Um I watched him a little bit when I was scouting him coming out of college and he's definitely someone I think Josh Allen can rely on. I think he's someone that Josh Allen is going to end up getting a ton of opportunities to, and I think they're having some chemistry and I'm definitely looking to see that matchup in the preseason. I'm probably going to watch all of Buffalo's games if possible, because I do think there's this team with a full on sleeper team. Uh, it crazy as, uh, as it might sound, I believe this could potentially be a team too that ends up, maybe dethroning the Patriots. I, I really do. Um, I like Beasley more real life than fantasy, but fantasy wise, he can, you can do worse for our, uh, for wide receiver depth. I think he's a guy that you can plug in during bye weeks. Cause towards the end of the, um, the end of the bye weeks, there's always those big group of teams that are gone. Uh, Zay Jones, I think someone you can definitely potentially roster, same thing with Robert Foster, but my main guy is John Brown. I, I even told you, Jerry, when they signed him, that was a huge signing. I was hoping Detroit would have grabbed him for the slot. But I, I think John Brown, you know, they're making noise early. I'm hoping – I already have him in our Dynasty League, so if his ADP rises too much, I might shy away from him. But as long as I got him in our Dynasty League, I'm good. I, just, I do want some stock of him because I think this will be phenomenal things. And this all leads up to a vast improvement from Josh Allen. Josh Allen, we all know he has the arm. He just is basically like a built-on cannon. He can make any throw. Uh, and, and what they did is they went out and got him pieces that can actually go and accommodate how he plays. Uh, his style of play is, you know, a big arm. You know, he want, you want guys that can go out deep. John Brown can do that. Um, you, got, you want guys with good hands. Cole Beasley catches freaking everything. Jose Jones can stretch the field. And Robert Foster's, he's a good-handed receiver. And then you still have Shady there. Shady can catch the ball. Singletary can catch the ball. And then on the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be a good defense overall. But um, I'm looking at Ed Oliver to potentially steal defensive rookie of the year. I think he can. He's a guy that I definitely think Buffalo shouldn't have got at pick, uh, what was it, eight. They, he should have definitely not been there at eight. 
or what was eight? Wasn't it or seven or nine. nine? Eight or nine. It was nine. He shouldn't have been there. He's you know he's been compared to um, Aaron Donald a ton of times, and, and I can see it. I think he's just gonna be a guy that's gonna just start wrecking this league from the very first week of the preseason, and it's gonna be a nonstop thing. He's gonna be a guy that you're gonna build that defensive line around. I, I'm gonna draft the Buffalo's defense. Uh, I'm going to take them later just because I do think they're in position to actually do something. I do think Brady eventually is going to start coming down. He's not going to be the MVP candidate or whatever he's been the last numerous years. In real life and fantasy, I'm excited about Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to do good in real life. And I think this team is just – this is the type of team that doesn't – if you look at the roster, it doesn't show a lot of star power. And if there is star power, it's kind of has been star power – but I think this is a team that could potentially be dangerous in the long run. Well, I definitely appreciate the positivity, but I'm more excited about them in real life than I am fantasy. Um, I mean, if if some of these players are clicking and, and putting up some numbers during the season, yeah, they're going to be sitting around on the waiver wire, and I'll, and I'll go out and grab them. But uh, that's, I guess that's the one benefit of having your hometown team really not be good the last – 20 years because I'm not going to be making those homer picks. Uh, I'll actually be able to draft with my with my head and not with my heart. But uh, definitely, definitely looking forward to this team. Um, and and that kind of wraps it up for what we got on the AFC East here. Uh, got it's it's a handful of uh, fantasy relevant players that we got here. I mean the, the Patriots possess a few of them there, and then the, between the other three teams, you got you got a couple, but. I mean, overall, it's a decent division. It's probably one of the weakest fantasy divisions that, that we've done, and, and that's in the league, and, and every podcast and every every writer is going to tell you the same thing, so it's no surprise there. Um, it's more so it's more so a division of surprises, I guess. Um, I mean, a couple of these players could just come out of nowhere and, and, and help you win your league, but it's not going to be one that you're – you got your mindset on and that you're drafting and, and you know for sure that's going to happen. So it's going to be fun to watch and it's going to be interesting and, and hopefully Buffalo can take over that division and, and starts this year. 